Hello, and welcome to the EMS Improv Podcast, where we engage, where we are mindful, and we share and tell our stories. I'm Eric Chase, and we are powered by GEMS. Ladies and gentlemen, we're about ready to give you a mouthful here, so please sit back, relax, and listen to the introduction that we have for you for this next guest on the EMS Improv Podcast. He's first and foremost a gentleman. He's a businessman. He's a funny man. He's a serious man. He's an advocate. He's a social media influencer. And he's also a fire paramedic. Our guest is the founder of the Fire Department Chronicles. He's vice president of Fire Department Coffee. And he's the advocate for Banyan Treatment Centers. Our guest today on the EMS Improv podcast is Jason Patton. Jason Patton, thank you very much. And I appreciate you so very much for the opportunity to take the time for our listeners and for your, uh, your followers to share your story and stories with us on the EMS Improv Podcast. Welcome. I appreciate you on. Thank you so much. First off, I appreciate you calling me a gentleman. Uh, that's <laughs> this is a very rarely slung uh, towards me. So thank you for that. <laughs> well, you're, you're quite welcome. Um, I, I try to be socially uh, adept at times, and, and I want to use the proper vernacular when I speak with people. <laughs> so, Jason, um, we have a we have a, a mutual friend, firefighter um, Craig Bodet, uh, who's in. Uh, um, Hanover Fire EMS in, in Hanover, Virginia. And about a year and a half ago, um, he introduced me to you and, and we had uh, a phone conversation. And as things happen, uh, you know, COVID in particular, your busy life, mm-hmm. you've been up at seven this morning um, and you're, you're going to be nonstop going over scripts and, and doing everything else, running a business, running a household. Um, you're relatively mm-hmm. recently married. Congratulations. Thank um, you. Thank you. And, uh, the things that you do for the community uh, as a public servant, but also for what you do with the organizations that you're involved in, um, I would really like to continue to share with people. Um, if they haven't heard about you, since you're such a massive social media influencer, um, I'm ready to, you know, turn over rocks for them to see who you are and, and become, <laughs> a, become a fan. But, uh, uh, I tell you, you know, what I what I love about um, social media in general, especially with what I've done, when I first started doing this stuff, I, I had to, um, I, I decided I wanted to make content for my brothers and sisters that were firefighters, paramedics, you know, first responders in general. And that was pretty much it. Like every once in a while, I'll dabble outside of that circle. But I love doing it because one of my favorite things ever, because people are like, oh, you're, you're a celebrity. I'm like, no, I'm just really well known in the fire service because I can't. And every time I laugh hysterically, someone will walk up with their wife or their husband, whoever's not the firefighter. Um, and uh, whoever is the fire, be like, dude, you're so funny. I love your stuff. Like, thank you so much. And the wife or husband would be like, I have no clue who you are. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <It's perfect. laughs> I, I got off shift this morning and kind of in context with that, um, I was talking about uh, the opportunity to um, have you on the podcast today. And uh, my partner in the, in the, in the cab said, uh, man, my wife is going to be so jealous. And, uh, and I said, it's, it's either hit or miss uh, for you and to hear you say that, uh, yeah. th- that it truly is. So I-, I have to ask you this question. I-, I know the answer, but a lot of people need to hear that. Or when we have imposter syndrome or when, when we feel uh, guilty or shame because, you know, we're getting attention and notoriety that, that uh, sometimes we don't feel like we deserve for what we're doing. Um, you have a level of humility that uh, 
for the amount of notoriety that you have, you know, um, is pretty significant. And I'm curious uh, if you could kind of go over how you got to that point to your doing these things in content and, and running a business and partnering with your fellow firefighters at Fire Department Chronic, uh, Coffee to have enough time to have the humility and grace uh, to do what you do and, and say yes to yourself when you need to take a break. Uh, that that was yeah. 33 questions in one. Yeah, you that's, kind that's of unwrap questions that. <laughs> <laughs> um, First off, humility, I believe, is one of the foundations that everybody should stand on no matter what you do. It's so whether you are the greatest paramedic on the face of the planet or, you know, you're the greatest doctor or you've written, you know, 800 books that are, you know, every single one of them is a bestseller. Uh, humility is something that people look for in other humans because they want to be able to connect. Like that is, I think, the number one thing that people want to do on every plane of life is they want to be able to find connection with another person. I mean, you, know, you see that when people, you know, I, I get disconnected, you know, COVID brought that out in a lot of people. They, they just wanted human touch again. Uh, if they like that in the first place, some people just were totally cool with just being trapped in their house with themselves. But um, mm -hmm. people crave human connection and human connection is 99% of the time on an emotional level. And if people think that you immediately think that you're better than other people, then, you know, they, there's, there is no human connection any longer. And it becomes like a competition, so on and so forth. But me personally, man, I just, I, I believe that I have fallen into this stuff through, through luck and happenstance and, I got it in at the right time. I was able to create content that was family friendly from the beginning. Uh, people happened to find me funny, thankfully, through uh, whatever whatever my humor comes from. Um, but I, I've just been severely appreciative of what I've gotten because there's been people that have done the exact same thing as me. They've worked just as hard as I've worked and they haven't gotten the outcome. So I, I'm very, um, the, my humility comes from just being appreciative of the fact that I've even gained what I have gained. Uh, but the number one thing I always go back to is relevance. Um, if I am no longer relevant to people, then I don't exist. So you have to remain relevant. You need to always, um, I love shaking people's hands and I love talking to people. I just by far my favorite thing when I go to conventions, people come up, they, I want to talk to every single person for 20 minutes about how their lives are and, you know, what they're, what it's like being a firefighter or paramedic or just being who they are as a person. And I think that everyone should strive for that very, very, very simple basis. Cause if you do, you're gonna have an extremely fulfilling life. I I'm clapping, uh, inwardly, uh, if you saw me, I might even have had a tear go down my cheek because you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're singing the song of, of, of humanity. Uh, and, and, mm -hmm. and, and I happen to tend to agree with uh, a lot of what you said. And even if I didn't, I would accept what you're saying because who am I to judge what you feel and believe, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I'd like to go to what, one of the things that you had mentioned. You know, you talk about human connection and, and what COVID has, has done to really detract and deteriorate from uh, our ability to engage, and and uh, and and I, and I make a weird distinction. People look at me like, "Er, um, engagement to me is more the social aspect, and connection is like, well, we're all brothers and sisters in the, in the fire EMS service or, or law enforcement mm -hmm. or military." And then you are actively engaging people and love that um, from a standpoint of whom you are and and how you need to kind of refill your cup or keep your cup full. It, 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 does that seem accurate? Yeah. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. You know, dude, perspective is an incredible thing, you know, and, and I tell people that when they get 
whenever they're going into, you know, if they do any mental health treatment or, or anything like that, I always tell them like perspective is an incredible thing. People want to go to like the first responders, only first responder facilities. That's all they want to go to. And it's like, that's great. That's, that's perfect. I mean, I believe you're taking yourself from one environment, putting yourself directly into that same environment, just with different walls. Um, but what's incredible is you go to facilities, man, and, and, and you, you learn, that's why you should surround yourself with different people all the time because man, you, you, you put, you put everything into perspective. Like I never want to end up like that or holy crap, that person went through all that and ended up there. That's where I want to be. So, um, finding perspective in your own life, what will truly, truly allow you to continuously grow as a, as a person. Thank you for sharing that. And, and I, I'm a big fan and student of uh, Gestalt psychology and, and, and kind of that perspective born uh, looking at things from different angles, obviously, the, you know, being redundant perspectives and, and seeing things for what other people see and how they value them. And yeah. there, there is growth. There's a growth mindset in that, you know, as opposed to a closed mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that you did uh, is, is you started and have a, an organization called Comedy CPR. And in, mm-hmm. in perspective to connection, um, perspective, engagement, can you tell our listeners about Comedy CPR um, because they're going to find relevance, I believe, in what you were just sharing uh, from the learning and uh, connecting uh, yeah. perspective and, and how that oh, yeah. what that means to you. Well, I, I, so I started teaching CPR. I've been a, a medic. I've been in the medical field for 16 years now. I've, I've been a medic for about 15 and a half. And um, I, when I became a firefighter, I was ultra broke because that's how most of us start off. It's mm-hmm. like ultra broke. None of us make any money and I needed a, a, a good second job. So a buddy of mine, Scott Steele, um, he was uh, my partner at the time. He's now a captain, but he was like, Hey, I teach for this, this CPR company. Uh, you should come check it out. So I did. And I, and um, the funniest thing is, man, um, people see me now, like I can speak in front of thousands of people. It doesn't bother me. I get a little nervous, but the first CPR class I ever taught, I couldn't finish it. In fact, I taught for eight minutes. I'm supposed to teach for an hour and a half or two hours at the time. I taught for eight minutes and looked at the instructor, the instructor I was with and said, I need to walk outside because I was going to vomit and pass out. That's how nervous I was. It was so bad. Um, so I uh, filed it through my mom. My mom actually said something to me. She goes, hey, uh, just remember, everyone in that room believes that you know more than they actually know. So always go based off of that. And it was the confidence that I needed from there. So, But I was noticing these classes, man. People were like – People were not engaged if it was just someone teaching them, you know, 30 compressions, two breaths, five cycles, and then whatever the AHA decided to change it to the next month. Um, but mm-hmm. they, uh, so, uh, <laughs> but I, uh, I found that throwing a couple jokes in there kind of got people to like lighten up a little bit because look, death for most people is not a normal thing for us it becomes normal because we see it all the time. We see death all the time. We realize that half the time death is not the worst thing. Um, but death is a part of life. Like, you know, again, everyone knows this, but you know, death is what gives life purpose and, and meaning and all that fun stuff. Cause we, you know, we know what the other side could be. Um, but man, I found throwing jokes in there. People loved it, dude. They lightened up and it lightened up the subject of death. It removed that, that huge weight on their shoulders of, Oh God, I'm going to have to, CPR in this person like what if I 
hurt them. They're dead. They don't care. Like your day can't get any worse than it already is. Like go for it, man. Um, you know, so I found throwing that comedy in there. People loved it, dude. I've had people come up to me after classes. They're like, I'll do CPR now. Or I had someone say my, my, uh, my dad died. I did CPR on him. And this was about six months ago. And I felt really bad about the whole thing. And now I feel better because I know that I did my best. And I'm like, dude, as much comedy as possible in, in appropriate situations to teach and educate that when you educate with comedy they take that information that you just gave them they attach it to a fun happy memory and then they immediately want to remember that and they're able to recall that information easier yes 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 um so those are the gifts uh that you recognize in in the tools of comedy and uh one of the reasons that we we connected is uh, we brought to you the EMS Improv workshop idea and or at some point um, maybe getting together in the same hall and doing presentations and, and kind of doing some of these things. And I like to, you know, tell people it's about, you know, weaving a story and, and using laughter, bringing adaptability, empathy, mindfulness with the role of play which allows you to engage. And like you said, it attaches itself and or opens up that, that feeling part of your brain to attach it to yeah. a memory that's, that you can now see as a positive. And, uh, and, and we're having massive success uh, bringing the gifts. I am not the gift. Um, and my wife's in the other room in her office and she would say, amen, he is not the gift. Um, but but at the same time, knowing the power and the tools you have and, and having the confidence, even if you have to have a pep talk from a mother, a coworker, a friend, a spouse to say, you know what, it, it might not be easy. You know, you just dealt with something that was very difficult and very um, traumatic emotionally or mentally or physically. Mm -hmm. Yet the people that you're presenting it to also have bleep going on in their worlds mm -hmm. and they're there for the gifts and the tools that you're going to provide to them. And if they can take one or two pearls of wisdom of what you're presenting and laugh a little bit more, um, I, I believe in building cumulative joy to combat the cumulative trauma that we suffer. And through comedy, through humor, through improv, through the arts, through music, um, and, and the studies are out there. So, the, you know, these are, the, you know, we know, uh, we wouldn't do things without uh, without there being a foundation behind them, because just because they feel good and look good doesn't mean that they're going to be effective and and potentially more harmful to people. So I yeah. love I love that you're doing that, and thank you. Um, we uh, we had the opportunity to uh, look a little bit more into what you do, and I and I was listening to a couple of podcasts, and and. Uh, I want to digress from the, the touchy feely for a minute. And uh, since we've created a relational kind of interaction, both with, with each other and for the listeners. Um, and I want to touch upon that after we get back, but you guys do a really good thing um, with fire department coffee, where not only do you guys do a really nice um, discount for, uh, for, for the first responder communities, but you also give, if it's still 10%, 10% back to, mm -hmm. uh, to people. Can you tell our, our listeners that don't know and remind your followers that do about fire department 
coffee, um, kind of how that came to life and fruition. And then uh, the, ma- the great coffee that you guys do uh, use uh, and make, and then the benefits of uh, the 10% that you guys give back. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. And first off, man, uh, if you just want to call me up and compliment me this much every day, I'm, I'm totally good with that. I Brother, will uh, I can, take that every morning. <laughs> I, I can do that. And it's funny, um, whether we have imposter syndrome or we're like, man, I'm doing this again. Or like you said, your day started off and you were just running and gunning. And, uh, and, and you know, to just be able to roll with the punches, you know, there, I'm digressing and we'll get back to your fire department coffee, but this is such a salient point to what the comedy piece does and the ability to roll with the punches, to improvise, to laugh at yourself, to, to oh, yeah. be able to break the tension. Um, in all the leadership books I've read, all the psychology courses that I've taken, that's the number one, first and foremost. I mean, and you look at it from a medical perspective, Patch Adams, right? Um, yeah. Oh, compassion, yeah. compassionomics, uh, not taking yourself too seriously, losing your cool. Because, um, and I'm going to say shit, shit happens, life happens, and, and uh, bad things happen to good people, and we're going to make mistakes. We fail. Getting up is the successful part. And uh, so I want to tie that into what you guys do with that 10% mm-hmm. or more that fire, de- fire Department Coffee makes and how you're helping people with that. Absolutely. No, um uh, and, and just to, to kind of compound your, your point, man, yeah, laughing at yourself, I believe, is one of the number one things that people can do to live a much easier or, or less of a stressed style life. And it can, I mean, personal growth is beyond uh, potential when it comes to uh, just taking a second and laughing at the mistakes you've made or the things you've done, uh, you know, I've done that. It's been amazing. And man, uh, most recent thing is a, a woman, I forget her name, bro, but she's, she was talking about uncut gems. The, the mm-hmm. movie and she said uncut jams and dude the internet blew up man everyone make fun of her and i saw her in an interview and she's loving it dude she's loving it she's like this is so great she got a lot of attention to spike the movie itself uh people watching it and she's like that's great dude like i i said something a little odd but uh it's it's created it's created growth which is so great man i thought it was great but yeah so fire department coffee we um Founded in 2016, I, I got involved uh, about November around that time, and uh, we make uh, great coffee, affordable coffee for hardworking men and women. Man, we uh, you know we, we make it for we're primary uh, first responders. All of us are either retired, a lot of us are either retired or active duty firefighters. I'm active duty myself, uh, and uh, we take 10% of all of our net proceeds and we bring it back to helping sick and injured first responders. When we first started Fire Department Coffee, and we wanted to help, um, you know, our brothers and sisters we wanted you know the guy the person that's um you know trying to do some fundraising stuff there's a lot of people for that the guy that that unfortunately passed away there's a good amount of uh uh charities for that but it's the guy that is alive that's just lost his job or, or can't, can't go to work he's on disability which is not enough money for him we wanted to be able to step in and support the benevolent funds that pay their bills or support them directly uh we just recently gave a guy ten thousand uh, dollars to help pay some bills so you know that that's that's what we 
we really, really love to be able to help support. Uh, and we also like to support uh, guys that are guys and girls or charities that have the same like-minded thought processes. Uh, Next Rung, they're amazing. Next Rung is really, really cool. They support a lot of guys and girls going into uh, needing mental health resources. And um, we like to support them as well. So, yeah, man, great coffee. Uh, great coffee, affordable prices. If anyone uses the code FR15, they get 15% off a purchase. That's uh, first responder uh, 15. So works out well. So FR15 when they go to Fire Department Chronic or Fire Department Coffee to order yep. coffee. And you guys yeah. do beans and or ground. Uh but buddy, we do everything. We see, do that's, whole and, beans. And that's the thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we do whole bean, we do ground, we do single serve cups if that's what you like. Uh we have light roast, dark roast, medium roast. We have a ton of different espressos. Um we also have our our spirit infused line which is my personal favorite. Uh Irish whiskey infused coffees as well as uh bourbon infused, tequila infused. Bourbon. Uh yeah, bourbon infused. Bourbon me, yeah, like yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh and then uh what's great is we've come out with our coffee the month club and then our spirit infused coffee the month club as well. So different coffees from select areas you only get that if you're in the coffee of the month uh club and then uh, our other one we just did a, a, a apple pie bourbon infused which was unbelievable or apple pie whiskey infused i believe um and just uh, peach bourbon like just just really fun flavors to switch up a caffeine game so um it sounds like you've had a few conversations about the, these things and 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 you're eloquent and articulate and, and, and you get your and you get your point across. Hey, there, there you go. That's compliment 42 and 43. Yeah, man. <laughs> for all for all those people out there keeping track, they're going, damn, he is serving up softballs then. Yep, because I'm gonna take him out of the kneecap right around the corner. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say, yeah, where are we going with this? Yeah. Build him up to tear him down. Um Lady, this is ladies and gentlemen, this is called a plot twist. Uh, yeah. where are we going? It's happening. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and and we're gonna have uh, uh, Fox Television contact us for a cease and desist order because we're making fun of bad drama. Um, yeah. Anyhow, so I, I I love what you do, and and I people are like, does he even know what he's talking about? He's asking questions. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I I I, I understand this, but I'm I'm serving questions so that the answers mm -hmm. can come out. Um, mm -hmm. and, and it's funny that we do this because you know you hear for the nine thousand compliments or likes that you get uh, a certain percentage of negative derogatory hateful disgusting jerky uh kind of correspondence um mm -hmm. and that kind of goes back to uh what we were talking about so circling back around here's the plot twist ladies and gentlemen um taking care of ourselves and, and insulating ourselves from the things that we experience the trauma the direct and indirect trauma that that, that happened to us uh, particularly somebody like yourself, Jason, that is out mm -hmm. there uh, vocally and and, uh, and and publicly sharing your story and and presenting all of these different things and laughing and having audiences of thousands laughing um, and and then those those naysayers and and what's confounding to me is with our level of connectedness and engagement and positive and negative traits in our mirror neurons how somebody uh, individually or, or in a small minority of a group can be so bitter, negative, and disgusting when there's so much laughter and positivity going on. Um, and, and, you know, we've talked about it with uh, firefighter Chris Fields. Uh, that dealt mm -hmm. with, with, uh, and, uh, have you met Chris uh, firsthand, I would imagine? 
Um, he was I'm the Oklahoma sure City firefighter Bailey Almond, that, that that iconic, horrible picture um, of the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, he and I have talked about it, but, you know, hurt people hurt people. And, mm-hmm. and, and as you know, when, when you're doing big things, there's always somebody, something lurking around the corner that is trying to take you down. So um, advice for people and what you do yourself and what kind of team do you have around you to not only keep you uplifted, but also when you're down to have them be honest and have accountability conversations with one another and protect yourself yeah. from the potential uh, sniping that's coming from negative uh, Sue and terrible Tom. So mm-hmm. uh, 44 more no. questions in one, but here we go. <laughs> Um, first off, we all know, uh, negativity is a very self-reflective thing. Um, people who are constantly negative, there's something going on, but what I like to do with a lot of people is, um, because I have gotten negative responses. I, there was a period of time, uh, when I was first getting this, there was a group of people, this is just what they did. Um, and you know, if, if you see someone who is just blatantly negative, not, they, they, do not they have no other purpose in life but to just crap on other humans um then if you do have the ability on social media just block them like i mean there's no point in trying to talk to those people but what i found is that those people especially on social media uh, and social media is an, an incredibly powerful thing on both sides um you know most people wouldn't have the same conversations in person because they can't say the things that they want to that they would say on social media because for fear as everyone has said getting punched in the face um but um you know when when we talk about negativity a lot of times just taking two seconds if someone says something negative to you like you know hey man you're uh i did a cpr video and they were like that is not the way you do cpr in fact i know that's not the way you do it because i saw someone get killed by that because you're telling them not to give breaths so you know taking that two seconds like all right there's something going on here and direct messaging someone or maybe approaching someone that it's in person like hey man what's going on i saw that comment dude are are you okay and that one single that one question opened up a flood of things and i realized that this guy had gone through some severe trauma his wife died and 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 they the medics that showed up on scene he lived in a remote area it took him 45 minutes to get there you know the medics were not very nice when they got there so it was a huge huge story that he condensed into one very negative comments so finding exploring asking a question are you okay can i help stuff like that a lot of times that will really open up uh the conversation past hey why why are you being a negative uh, negative human instead of just going hey f you man like you 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 know so on and so forth so um people are going to be negative negative people like negative people but a lot of times opening up a question they just want someone to ask them is it okay or or pretend like somebody cares which i do care man i want to know um so uh that that right there man has kind of been my recipe to um if uh someone doesn't like it or if someone doesn't like me finding out why they don't like me and then seeing if we can explore past that and if they're just a rotten human they just suck uh uh, then that's where you say F you and you walk away. But uh, until then, uh, until then you at least try to get, get, ask one question. And, and I, and I appreciate you doing that. And thank you for sharing that with, uh, with our listeners, because if there's any takeaway from, from this opportunity today that uh, you're sharing with us is that um, with discernment, you know, cause not everybody deserves your attention. Um, because of the, the dark place that they're in. But if they've engaged or attempted to engage with you like you've done and you say, hey, what's, what's the story? 
are you okay? What's going on? What was, you know, uh, you allow them a platform that they didn't feel that they had and you help validate their feelings. And that's the first time that all this past trauma, uh, which if it's unresolved, it's present trauma, right? Which, yeah. um, but it's the first time that they can recognize it and, and attach themselves to it. Um, you know, uh, Dr. Like Peter, you s- go ahead. Go. No, I was going to say, and, and, and as you said, uh, one thing I always try to remember is that um, I've been that person at one point in time where I've watched a video. <laughs> or I, I, most of the time I just write out my comment and I don't actually put it on there. But I've been the person in person like, screw you, bro. You don't know what you're talking about. And then, and then you know, that going down a bad path. So it is possible for all of us to be there. And, I, and, and, and uh, part of that 44 question thing uh, you said, how do I keep myself <laughs> humble or not humble, but how do I keep have checks and balances? Mm-hmm. I surround myself by people that are not afraid to say, Hey, Jason, you probably shouldn't have said that. Or, hey, Jason, uh, why don't you look at it this way? Or, you know, so on and so forth. You need people. Dude, if you are surrounded by yes-mans, you are going to fail Boom. all day long. Big you are bomb going dropping. to fail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you need people that are willing to be honest, uh, whether it's hurtful or happy, but they still approach it in the same way. Compliment sandwiches will, will make your life a billion times better um but just giving you the hard news that will allow you to grow and and one of the things that you said there that uh resonated with me just like boom is that um they are not the arbiters of your feelings they have to provide like my accountability partners which is like anybody that's in my life or any coworkers or uh guys at the department or whatever um brand new or 25 years on, um, I asked him to hold me accountable. In about 2016, my wife called me on and she goes, you need to find your joy. I mean, she didn't have my voice, but um, that's how I heard it. And it was piercing to my heart and my soul, right? Um, so yeah. I had to reflect and examine on that. And so then I become intentional um, uh, about being held accountable for my negative behavior, my outburst, my inappropriate, whatever mm-hmm. this. And um, her bringing that up to me uh, and, and her strength in that vulnerability, just like the people that you surround yourself with, like you said, I, 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 if you surround yourself with yes men and women, you're going to fail. There, there is no fans or buts about it. Um, you're going to be lifted on that uh, sandy foundation for, for about as long as uh, the next tide is, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, they're not, they're not the arbiters of your feelings. And, and if they hold you accountable and your feelings are hurt, as long as they're, and, and there's this thing, and I'm not trying to be religious or even use it in a spiritual term, but I am spiritual. Um, uh, speaking the truth with love or having grace in our hearts. And, uh, you know, that's absent religiosities is having grace for one another, having grace for yourself to, to, if you're going to be held accountable, you have to expect that you're going to hear things you might not like or even agree with. Yeah. But, but you've put people in that position to give you that perspective. Yes. And then having like realistic expectations of your life will also allow you to be prosperous in everything. Like understanding that life is not linear period. Like life does not, you don't just, you know, get birthed and then it's like, yay. And everything is yay. And then, Oh, Oh, I fixed that problem. It'll never resurface. Like, that's not just that you need to understand that. Like, 
you have solved an issue, whatever it was, and then you continue on in life, and then it, you will most likely resurface that that issue, or or a new one will will morph its way uh, up into the uh, up into your uh, head or or your life or whatever it is. And just understanding that, like through each challenge, you will learn how to deal with things better. That's why I tell people to go to therapists, dude. Go to therapists. You know why therapists are great? Because therapists know what they're talking about, and they've dealt. And you and you get someone who's like been in the been in the game for like 30 years and they're like yeah that's what's going on um you also you know hopefully they stay up on their current studies and stuff but they're, they're able to give you the skills and the and the practices and, and the tools that you need in order to solve problems and anyone that is ever walking around ever should read the four agreements because the four agreements is one of the most releasing things you'll ever uh, uh read because it the, one of the best things it teaches you is it's not all about you, bro. It's just it, it ain't always about you, man. <laughs> um, powerful, uh, and that's the four agreement is, is correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the four the four agreements. It's it's amazing. Um. All right. So you uh, you talked about life is obviously not linear, and and we hope so. So being a social media influencer, whether you enjoy that moniker or not, but because your platform and your audience and your viewership is what it is, you have been given that, that label. Um, uh, you, and, and you accept it. Uh, and, and then because you have that, uh, you're now mindful and being held accountable by the people around you and your own mm. ethos and your ethics and, and, and everything else, right. To mm. make sure. So to, to conflate that to the point where, social media is actually hurting people because they're only seeing, you know, people putting up stories of how great their life is when yeah. in fact they're bloviating or masking or projecting others into what they wish they had. Um, so that would that go into bearing in mind uh, all of those observances that since you have such a platform uh, of people outside of even the public safety realm, fire, medical, EMS, law enforcement, uh, brothers and sisters, that you're starting to reach people that want to understand and be more connected to uh, caregivers. And, and, but they may be a caregiver for a family member that had uh, Alzheimer's, dementia, cancer, and ultimately succumbed to that, or Lou Gehrig's ALS, all of those things. Mm -hmm. And we're in relationship with them and there are enough similarities with them that they want to feel as connected to us as we're giving to them when we come uh, to serve them in, in our roles in, in, you know, fire EMS in particular. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When, no, I think. Go ahead. Okay. No, 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 go ahead. Go, go. No, your point's going to be good before I get to the next uh, kind of segue. So please go. <laughs> No, 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 you're right. It's uh, that 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 connection. Uh, people want to feel like, especially when we're showing up, that the EMS providers are human. We go through emotions. If you see someone on social media that is only expressing happiness uh, at all times, we all know that that's not physically possible. But, you know, uh, people, number one, influencers, um, 
the, I think the word influencer is super powerful because you do influence people's thought processes and the way people view specific things like EMS or fire or me as a human, so on and so forth. It gives you influence to help with positivity, give people perspective on uh, the full spectrum of life, but it does not give you power. Like that is what anyone that's getting into this field or getting into doing social media, that is the first thing you need to get into your brain as deep as absolutely possible. It does not give you power. It does not give you the ability to walk into a restaurant and go, do you know how many followers I have? Like, cause they're like, I don't care. Um, and <laughs> and this is, so like, that's what it does not give you. And if you think it does, then you may get a taste of it. You may get your way for a month or a year, but eventually everything you've built, all this stuff you've tried to get uh, will be swept up from below you and you will have nothing. So uh, just realize, use it for positivity, use it for good things, uh, use it for perspective and, and, and spectrums, but um, don't don't think that it gives you anything better than the person standing next to you. I, I so love that you said that. And um, I, every time that I submit a proposal, or am asked to submit a proposal because that's starting to happen. It's, uh, or, or was asked to start a podcast. Um, mm -hmm. I, I take great pause and, and, and as you, uh, mentioned humility and, and I recognize and I've seen your humility as I've kind of followed you and then had a few conversations with you here and there over the last, uh, couple of years since COVID, um, that that's what, my grounding is. And when we, when we did this engage, be mindful, tell or share your story, that's engage one another, engage yourself, you know, your, your spirit, mind, uh, body or your head, your heart, your soul, or your gut, whatever people infer, um, be mindful of them. And, you know, is it the appropriate time to share? Is it, is it the appropriate time to act? Um, and if there's any doubt, then seek uh, good counsel, seek yeah. wise people. Um, and, and then when you share those stories, they're interwoven with your life's experiences, which then create a relational component with those that are around us. And one of the things that we, we do with the, uh, the improv piece or the MS improv, um, thank you for allowing me to go there, um, <laughs> is... is <laughs> Is Jason, uh, you know, doing doing simulation, and you know, we we all know that uh, in school, um, EMS schools, uh, you know, the clinical, you know, we're clinical experts, and you know, firefighting, you know, we're we're uh, experts with the the saws, the ladders, the hoses, the pumps, the the rescue tools, the the ropes, the knots, the the water rescues very little time spent on the, we call them affective skills or the uh, personal interactive action abilities, or, or a lot of us are starting to say the essential skills. Um, Robbie McHugh with the EMS Leadership Academy, uh, Anthony Correa, um, uh, other people across the country. And, and I, I've risen to that level of, of accepting that how we interact with people and, and not just a transactional interaction where I'm going to go down my script uh, and I'm not talking about acting and doing your skits um, for the people that thought 
that that's where I was going. Um, but going down our, we have to get our OPQRST and we have to get um, this, this, and this done. You know, life in the scene can start at Z and go to Q and then go to A and then go to R and then go to L. And we have to be reasonable and, and comfortable enough to be in relationship with that person to accept mm. that and, and, and to be able to be um, adaptable to those types of things. And we do it without thinking about it, but because we're not thinking about it, we're not practicing it, we're not improving it. Um, so creating a racial relational perspective will then give you opportunities to build that empathy core or that empathy piece, which then yeah. when you get on these scenes and you're dealing with people, um, you know, as Dr. Peter Antevi um, with the Antevi um, system, you know, he talks about the resuscitation that never ends. And when people hear that, it's the resuscitation that doesn't end psychologically for you when you've done the death notification, when you've worked the pediatric or the 13-year-old the or the 40-year-old or the 50-year-old. And then, you know, we start thinking, well, they are 80, they are 90. So those are easier to resolve psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually. Um, and building up to the point where um, we're mindful enough to know that these things impact us, we're engaged enough to know that, um, and, and asking and holding one another accountable is important as uh, first responders, fire paramedics, um, EMTs, and, and for the people that listen, uh, our doctors, our nurses, our nurse practitioners, our PAs, um, I, I, know, I, I know there's somebody listening right now that's going to be, uh, that works in a nursing home, that's an LPN, that's a nurse tech, a nurse aide. What you do is very important in mm -hmm. the intra-professional realm of what we're doing. And, and you talked about it at the very beginning, Jason, uh, we're not better than the other. And, and oftentimes we're put on these pedestals because we are such in the public eye. And that then in and of itself creates emotional pressures and press, pressure oh, yeah. and stresses. Um, I want to go um, here. Uh, you have uh, a story and, and you have a, a, a cool about five minute video that's on the Banning Treatment Center's uh, um, website. And, and I'm going to give you a uh, free reign. I'm going to, I'm going to serve up a, a, a nice, big, juicy uh, <laughs> fastball for you here in a minute. Cause I want you, I want you to, uh, to talk and, and give all of the goodness that they do for people uh, out there. Um, but you know, when you were talking about, uh, emotions and feelings and things like that. Robin Williams came to my mind, uh, and and the the illustrious, humorous, joyful, uh, smiling, uh, soulless, sad, not smiling eyes. Um, the, you know, there's this thing associated with it, one of his pictures that says, "People don't fake depression; they fake being okay." Remember that and be kind. And um, you and I both have had stories and we've talked offline about it um, and whether or not you feel comfortable in the, in the, in the last 15 or so minutes that we're going to be able to spend together today. Um, you were in a dark place at one point in your life and, and I was, uh, and I just happened to be older than you. So mine was farther away, but it's no less 
impactful till this day because the really big growth and strength that I have is the gift of sharing the fact that I'm still alive and I have gone through the traumas that I've suffered and, and some of them are the direct consequences of my own behaviors, which I didn't want to deal with. Um, that seeking help, going to counseling, uh, seeing a therapist uh, was instrumental in uh, me being a much better person and, and being in right relationship with people and, and, and being accountable. If you feel comfortable, I would love for you to, to even give a snippet of that because we definitely don't have time to do that whole story. Um, and then yeah. how the Banning Treatment Center that you're a spokesperson and advocate for um, can help people. Uh, and then you've already mentioned uh, Next Rung, but yeah. um, just kind of encapsulate that. And, I, and I've just given you like 33 things right there, but you're, 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 you're really, really good at doing this. So um, for most of our guests, I, I'm just one sentence, one question. You, here you go. Um, <laughs> improvise, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, um, no, so my, uh, I, long story short, I went through a bunch of stuff and uh, it was just compounding, compounding. And this, and I believe a lot of this stuff actually came from a ch like childhood and it was just micro doses over time. And eventually it got to the place where I was extremely suicidal. Um, and I, uh, I remember I was going through, and again, it, anyone that's gone through depression or anything that's anyone that's gone through some severe mental, um, uh, issues, uh, I, at least for me, it was the same. It was like a record every morning I, I started up, it was groundhog day, you know, and, and the record was put down and the needle started going and it was the same thoughts every day. I'd go to sleep, wake up, same thing. It didn't matter. And I could not get it out of my head. So, uh, I fantasized about killing myself, I fantasized about putting a, a gun in my mouth and blown, uh, blown out my, uh, the back of my head. And I felt better. I was like, Oh, that would be so good. And that was when I recognized immediately I needed to go somewhere. So I went to, um, I, I went to a therapist. I started seeking help. It took me three therapists. It took me three therapists to find the right therapist. So sometimes it ain't the first one. Um, but by the end of my sessions with this woman, it was absolutely incredible. And I, she got me to a place where I was just so happy and I was able to find content. Uh, I tell people all, all the time, don't seek happiness, seek being content because that breeds, that breeds happiness and sadness and every emotion you should be feeling. But, um, Banning treatment centers. Uh, I needed to find a, a. I needed to find a group of providers, or or, or not a group of providers. It's, it's one owner, one uh, from the beginning. But I needed to find people that were I could trust because I had people call me all the time, dude. I I need I need to. I, I I'm drinking too much. I need to go somewhere. I, I'm feeling suicidal. I need to go somewhere. And I didn't know where to send people that would take care of my brothers and sisters. So I vetted out uh, Banyan, and they were amazing. They um they actually have some of the lowest recidivity rates in in the industry which is amazing. Um, but they treat people the way they should be treated, whether you are a guy coming off the streets, uh, a homeless guy, or you are a CEO uh, of a billion dollar company. They have facility, 14 facilities across the United States. They treat everything, uh, you know, every level of care from detox to OP. Uh, you know, they even have uh, telehealth if you need it. But, you know, the biggest thing is, is when you walk in the door, no matter if you're a first responder or, 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 or you know, someone who's never helped another human in their life. They're going to treat you amazingly. Um, and, uh, but what I love about them truly without a doubt is, um, they look at you 
below the first responder, figure out if why you're having your issues is based off of childhood issues or whatever it is, then treat that, still give you the respect as a first responder, and then try to dabble in other things, you know, EMDR, um, you know, CBT, DBT style, uh, style, but then they do equine therapies. They, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a full effect or a full way to look at a human and not just, you're a first responder, you saw bad stuff, because that's what a lot of places do wrong. Like, it must be from the calls. No, it's because it's six. I watched my mother get hit by a car and I said I would never let that happen to anyone else. And then I became a first responder, watched uh, or showed up to a call where a woman that looked like my mom got hit by a car and I couldn't save her because she was dead. Uh, oh, crap. Everything I built my life on is now crap. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to kill myself. So uh, that's what I've appreciated about them. Ooh, um, so just stop giving me 44 questions, buddy. All right. Good I'm gonna answer. <laughs> you, as quickly as you could, but still cogently and clearly and concisely. Good God, yes. How do you do it? You, you, you are in a literative, uh, in a literative um, Shakespearean uh, firefighter paramedic. Holy crap! Oh my God, dude. thank you. I appreciate you're, it. Man. You're welcome. Bravo, bravo. You better be. You better be genuflecting to me right now for giving you so much praise. Oh no, that would be me genuflecting to you. Good God, I can't even get religion right. Um, uh, hey, so I, I just want to touch upon this and and then uh, start wrapping things up because um, your time is valuable and I'm so grateful to have gotten to spend some of this time and and have your voice. And, and your platform and the power of resilience and the power of redemption and the power of overcoming, uh, the power of recognizing failure and, and getting up again uh, and, and then being successful because you got up. And, and we need to take those little things and, and, and give more praise to them. Thank you, brother. Uh, I, I, as a brother, I am proud of you. As uh, a person older than you, that sounds either paternal or condescending. And, and we need to be able to have these conversations with one another where we can say that and, and create that accountability conversation or that, that conversation of love and grace or pride and make them normal. I love you, brother. Why don't we say that? Because I don't love myself. I don't feel comfortable saying it about somebody else. Or if we do, it's without substance and how we do yeah. things in relationship. Um, some of the things that you said uh, may have, and we, and we talk about triggers, soft triggers, low key triggers, hard triggers. Um, and I, we, I try to be mindful of a listener that has heard this. If you are struggling, if you feel like hurting yourself, if you feel like you're having um, thoughts like Jason had or, or I've had in, in my life where you see yourself dying by suicide, you see how you're going to die by suicide, you have a plan of action, you're saying goodbye to people, there's help for you. Uh, one, I would suggest called 911. There's the National mm -hmm. Suicide Hotline. There's the Code Green campaign. There's the Safe Call Now. There's the All Clear Foundation. Um, and, and, and they go on and on. There's Next Run. There's the Banyan uh, Founded Treatment Center. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I tell people go ahead. if they want, you can call me directly. Yes. So uh, 
Yeah, 561 771 It's 561-771-5100. That is, that is a line to my cell phone. I pick it up, um, and, and I had someone call me at 3 a.m. I, I, I was asleep. But uh, uh, like if you're actively suicidal, you are going to kill yourself, Like then you call 911. Call 911 immediately. But if you're looking for resources or if you just need to talk to someone for a couple minutes, give me a call. Um, and and I, I want to echo that. Um, I, I – Tell people that you can reach out to emsimprov at gmail.com for resources. I might not have the specific person, but I know hundreds of people through our affiliations and, and, uh, and Jason and people that are on peer support teams that have founded them that are psychologists, psychiatrists, counselors, peer uh, lay uh, helpers that we can get you to treatment even if you can't. We might not save your marriage. We might not save your job, but we can help you if you're willing to walk through the steps to save your life, to start anew, to redeem yourself and become the human being that you were designed to be, that you have seen yourself see or felt that you're falling short of that through whatever, no fault of your own in many instances, through the things that have happened to you and that you are exposed to. So um, there, there's opportunity for, for you. And uh, in many cases, uh, through the resources, like, and I just got my emails, I'm looking, um, uh, grab these lucky deals before time runs out, fire department coffee. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and as a reminder that money from your purchases of delicious beans that you percolate mm -hmm. go mm -hmm. to people in need. So, mm -hmm. um, look for those types of opportunities for giving and also um, sharing your passion for things. Uh, Jason, I, I, I love following you on uh, YouTube uh, with the Fire Department Chronicles, specifically on Facebook. Um, what other platforms are you on that people can follow you? Uh, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, uh, Instagram. Uh, I dabble on Twitter every once in a while. I do not have a following on there, but I just I go on there every once no, in a while. No, you just don't. I've seen that. Holy crap. I was like, <laughs> who is this guy? I'm joking. Um, and, <laughs> and are you also on LinkedIn? I actually am on LinkedIn. Uh, any any like professional stuff, uh, anyone can reach out to me. And um, yeah, I reach out to me on, on LinkedIn. And I, that goes to my email. So I'll make sure it gets checked. And as your schedule permits, um, you're, you're often asked to be a speaker at events, whether it be mental health, being the funny guy, um, being the businessman, or, or the combination of, of all of those things. Uh, people can get in touch with you for that as well. Yes. Uh, okay. So I, yeah, I do. What's speak, a good email uh, for? It? So uh, Riviera Medic at yahoo.com. So it's R I V I E R A. Medic, M-E-D-I-C. If you can't spell that, should be in the service uh, <laughs> at yahoo.com. Um, and so you say you do speak at, before I so rudely interrupted you, I apologize. Do you forgive me? Oh. Home? <laughs> Stop. Yeah, I will speak. I do speak. Uh, it depends on, um, it depends on the uh, event when it is, if there's any of the scheduling issues or something like that. But yeah, I do do um, speaking events. I uh, speak about mental health. It's called How to Hug 101, about 30 to 45 minutes, fun approach to expressing emotions and feelings and uh, getting yourself to a good place mentally. Uh, and then, of course, there is comedy involved because I can't do anything serious all the time. So I, I'm excited to hear that because offline we were talking about uh, 
the and I got I've got to plug this wonderful conference in Hollywood, Florida, coming up on da, 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 drum roll. Um, excuse me. June. June thirteenth through seventeenth. It is the first there first to care conference gathering of eagles. Um, the conference is an exceptional and extraordinary group of passionate physicians, nurses, paramedics, firefighters, uh, healthcare industry leaders, people passionate about giving back to one another and sharing. And Jason, my mind exploded because I was fanboying, as I told you, when, when, we, when we got on. Um, and I've talked to you before, I didn't, but I haven't seen you in the physical uh, ethereal space. And uh, so I'm looking at you and I'm like, ah, oh, that's exactly the background that he has on this. I'm like, but long story short, um, what was that? Were you moving a chair? Or did you have gas? No, I'm laughing. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like, people listen to this are like, Jesus Christ. They're like, uh, I, hey, listen, don't, don't fanboy over me ever. <laughs> I just come up and talk to him, a firefighter. I, so, <laughs> and, and I love that because that's exactly the person you were when, when, uh, when Craig reached out to you and we had that opportunity to talk. Um, I'm going to get to meet you and see you uh, in physical person. Um, I, I don't think our classes or, or our presentations are going to um, correspond, but you're going to do um, How to Hug 101. And then on the Wednesday of that week, we are going to be doing uh, a presentation. Um, basically, we're calling it The Essential Skills, The Power of Yes And. And ladies and gentlemen, there will be comedy as well um, mm -hmm. involved because we understand. And, and, I, and that's one of the things I loved about meeting you uh, almost two years ago now uh, is what you do with comedy to help people to keep a level of grounding uh, to build joy. Um, and, and we do this thing called the role of play. Um, Jason, is there anything before before I close out the podcast that you would like to share with our listeners, your followers, new listeners, new followers or beers, because I think that it's going to jump up incrementally by at least 10, 20% after today. <laughs> I would imagine at least. Uh, no, uh, no, I just, just guys, just uh, keep taking care of yourself. Remember, um, if, if you're not healthy, if your mental health isn't, isn't good, then none of your other health will be good. Physical and intellectual health will all fall with it. So take care of your mental health and everything will rise together. Wow. Um, so Jason Patton, ladies and gentlemen, he's been on the EMS Improv podcast. He is a gentleman, a businessman, an absolute funny man. Uh, guys, he is, he's serious and, and, and the, the biggest point. And thank you for laughing with him and, and uh, as opposed to at him. Uh, he's, a, he's an advocate. Um, and, and that's where um, I didn't know as much about you, Jason, before I started really listening and watching. Uh, and sharing your videos, um, just as a personal aside. Um, I'd like to sorry, do this podcast in honor of, uh, of a, a combat veteran and, and a police officer that in the community that I work in, um, Lieutenant Brandon Owens, uh, Shield 805, um, succumbed after over 40 days on ECMO um, on the 1st. I apologize. He, uh, he was, he was, no, I appreciate that. Um, he was about love and he was about joy. And he's, uh, it's, I, 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 sometimes the universe just works outright because you and I had scheduled this uh, 
not at 9 p.m. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I had to laugh, brother. That's an inside joke. Uh, you can ask Jason or myself what that means. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, the loss has been palpable and, and uh, not just because of COVID, but because of the emotional, social, uh, intellectual uh, issues that we've, we've suffered. Uh, and then the suicide toll is, is in, enhanced. So mm-hmm. in, in honor of uh, Brandon Owens, his wife, Shelly, the girls, um, we'll take it from here. And uh, if you need mental health um, assistance, resources, or, or help getting to those, contact uh, J- Jason or, or myself mm-hmm. and, uh, and, or, and or somebody locally. This is the EMS Improv Podcast, where I didn't want to cry. Um, we are powered by Gems. My name is Eric Chase, and we have been speaking with Jason Patton. Thank you very much. Thank you, brother.